Send us some money. Please keep listening. Come down to the station. And 21st in Florida. Sunny and flat.
thought I would visit you.
Lonely love. 
summer breeze Oh baby doll Will it end for you and me We'll sing all on the matter And think of things that used to be
Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with me, Mike Spiegelman, and Carl. Hi, Carl. Welcome to hey, LWAFLMOYT. That acronym stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Great. We're actually in the middle of uh, AltaCast. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Latoya the Sheriff of Truth will be joining me at 1.15 and we will talk about things and one of the last podcasts here at Mutiny Radio uh, we're closing it down ah, <laughs> the storefront we're still going to have open mics all over town don't worry about that Mondays will be at Gallery-O-Rama a joke workshop with Mark Neuer Tuesdays OMG with Brady Pearson Wednesdays Mars Bar with Lauren Kraut Thursdays Bron Dolores with Emily Rudolph and Saturdays, the Titans of Comedy with Spencer Devine. They're all going to be holding it down at all the open mics with Mutiny Radio. Uh, but let's continue listening to some cool old flat black plastic, and we'll be back with Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, at 
that he gonna preach again today. I guess he is gonna, he is gonna preach again. Yeah, but the cat ain't no real preaching cat. He, he ain't no real. He may not be no real preaching cat to you, but he, I think what the man's putting down. Hey, hey, wait, wait a minute. Here I come now. Look out there. Yeah. Yeah, here I is again. That's me, and there's you. And I dig all you cats out there whipping and wailing and jumping up and down and sucking up that fine juice and patting each other on the back and telling each other who the greatest cat in the world is. Mr. Malenkoff, Mr. Dallenkoff, Mr. Eisenhorn, Woosenweezen, Weizenwooser, and Mr. Woodhill and Mr. Beechill and Mr. Churchill and all them hills, they gonna get it straight. If they can't straighten it, they know a cat that knows a cat that's gonna get it straight. But I'm gonna put a cat on you was the sweetest Gone as wailing as cat that ever stomped on this sweet swinging sphere. And they called this your cat the Naz. That was the cat's name. He was a carpenter kitty. Now the Naz was a kind of a cat that come on so wild and so sweet and so strong and so witted that when he laid it, Wham, it stayed there. Naturally, all the rest of the cat looked to see what he putting down. There's a man, look at that cat blow. Get Let the cat go, the man, look at Get out the way, let the cat. He said, man, don't bug me, get off my back. I'm trying to dig what the cat's seeing. Jack said, cool. They're pushing the nas, because they want to dig his lick, you see. Dig his milk a lick. So the nas say, <laughs> wait a minute, babies. Tell you what I'm going to do. I ain't gonna take two for 680 you cats, but I'm gonna take 12 of you studs and straighten you all at the same time. <laughs> you cats look like you pretty hip boys. You buddy with me. So the Naz and his buddies was goofing off down the boulevard one day, and they run into a little cat with a bent frame. So the Naz Look at this little cat with a bent frame, and he say, What's the matter with you, baby? And the little cat with the bent frame, he say, Well, my frame is bent, Naz. It's been bent from me in front. So the Naz look at the little cat with the bent frame, and he put the golden eyes of love on this here little kitty, and he looked right down into the windows of his soul, and he said to the little cat, he said, Straight! Cat went up straight in the nail, and everybody jumping up and down and saying, Look what the Naz put on that boy. You dug him before, dig him now. Yes, I can feel it. Now you see the Naz are coming on so strong and so fine and so great. Talking about when's he gonna appear next? What did he do there? He put it down once for the cat. The cat dug it, didn't dig it. Put it down twice, dug it, didn't dig it. Put it down the third time, the cat dug it. Wham! Walked away with his eyes bugging out here and there, bumping in there, everybody. Naz coming on so fine and so strong. They put it on his coattail. They want him to sign the autograph. They want him to do this gig here. They want him to do that gig there. They want to make it the radio, the video, and all that jazz. He can't make all that jazz. Like I explained to the cast of carpenter, the kid has got his own name. And now, and everybody jumping up and down saying, Look what the Naz put on that boy. You dug him before, dig him now. 
Yes, I can feel it. Now you see the nerves are coming on so strong and so fine and so great. Talking about when's he gonna appear next? What did he do there? He put it down once for the cat. The cat dug it, didn't dig it. Put it down twice, dug it, didn't dig it. Put it down the third time, the cat dug it. Wham! Walked away with his eyes bugging out here and there, bugging in there, everybody. Now he's coming on so fine and so strong. They put him on this coattail. They want him to sign the autograph. They want him to do this gig here. They want him to do that gig there. They want him to make it the radio with the video and the all that jazz. He gave. They make all that jazz. I got a splendid cast of carbon to get he's got his own lake. But when he know he should show to blow and cannot go, cause he got some strain on him, he sends a couple of these cats to the estate. So came a little old 50 cent gig one day, and the Nas couldn't make it, so he put it on two of these cats. He said, boys, go straighten that third little riff over there. Boss said, take it off your mind, Naz, we got it covered. So on the way over, the boys run into a little old 20-cent pool of water, and they get right in the middle of the boat, and all of a sudden, blam! Full of black plastic. Thunderstorm, lightning flashing, and thunder on, and the boat going up and down, and the old cats picking every minute, going to be the last, and one cat look up.
speech, ladies and gentlemen. Christmas tree 
Tuesday, 110. Got Toya the Sheriff of Truth in the house in the hizzy. 
for one of the very last whatever, anything here at the station. There's nothing. We're closing the doors. Nothing's going to happen here for a while. I don't know. I wonder what's going to become of this place. They're going to have to really do some work to make it uh, palatable for someone else to be inside this building, I think, is the way that it's going to have to happen. <laughs> because it's first they got to get the rat out. Then, then they'll figure out how the floor works. I wish the building owner the best. They, they, re, they recently just redid the upstairs. So we'll see what they do down here. There's a lot to work. There's a lot of work to do. Um, yeah. So I wonder what entity will take over this building. Probably a very expensive restaurant. I betcha, betcha. They'll have to knock down the studio and wow I do not envy them I hope they don't think that I'm gonna knock down the studio I don't know what the deal is with that but uh uh-uh. uh I, I, there's no there's no uh deposit coming back to me so <laughs> I don't know what they how they expect me to restore it to anything because I'm not um well we'll talk to them about that when the when the time comes who knows but mutiny radio although we are will no longer be in the storefront We're still going to have five open mics a week scattered all about San Francisco for the comedians and for audience. If you guys like free shows with up and coming comedians that all seem to move on to something bigger, you might as well go to one of our shows. So Mondays will be joke workshop at Gallery O'Rama on Polk Street with Mark Neuer hosting that, helping you out with your jokes. Tuesday, OMG is being picked up by Brady Pearson. That's that's actually tonight. Uh, It's every Tuesday at 6 o'clock. And then Wednesdays will continue with Mars Bar. Lauren Kraut's going to be heading that up. Chance the bartender. What a great time. Ten drink ticket giveaways in every show. Uh, Super fun. Great wings. Awesome um, onion rings there. Big, awesome onion rings. It's such a big plate, too, that you think, oh, how can I eat this many onion rings? But you can, I assure you. Thursdays after the game at Bar on Dolores. So because Thursday night football is still in full effect, we start about 8.30, 8.45. But that is every Thursday at Bar on Dolores that will be hosted by Emily Rudolph. And Saturdays we will still be at Atlas Cafe. They are closed the next two weeks for the Christmas break, but we will be back. On January 6th, what what a day. January 6th, Saturday, 2 o'clock. And Spencer Devine will be hosting that open mic. So worry not. Worry not. We will still have Mutiny Radio still exists. Although we will not be streaming live with new content anymore, we still will have all of our archives up in perpetuity on the website so you can download podcasts. There's a whole ocean of them out there. 10 years of it, really, almost. I think they go from 2014 or 2015. I'm not sure. Uh, But they're there, and you can download all of them, all the old joke workshops, all the old Pantastics Comedy Clubhouses, all the old Ultacasts and all the things. Uh, Anything you want is still going to be there at mutinyradio.fm. I'm going to keep paying. Have those up. Yeah. Hey. Yo. Yeah. uh, Thank you. Hear me right well we maybe it, it's those little things that 
tell us whether we can can you hear how's the sound yeah that's uh we could see on the little oh there it is i see, see how they kind of move up and down those yes. little those little <laughs> green things that let us know that we are heard throughout the universe yeah so get getting down to it i know closing man. things down yeah Jeez. it's pretty crazy just trying to get stuff out of this building <laughs> it's down to the wire well, January 31st is the out date. On, January 31st. Well, okay. so I'm closing the door. We're not creating any more podcasts after December 31st. Uh, this We're going to sell off the equipment uh, and everything else. I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to continue paying to keep the website live and the index, but we're just, we're not going to stream anymore because... We're not creating new content and it just be playing old content and people can, if they want to listen to it, they can kind of do that on their own. They can go to the archive and listen to anything they want. So that's how we're going to proceed. And then with um, open mics and that's, and that's it. So would you say, is this our last podcast? Well, we can still Tuesday? do one next week if you want to. We're still around. I, I would mean, say next week. Yeah, we could do one next week. Boxing um, day. Sure. Oh, the day after Christmas, yeah. right? It's something for in the in the UK, yeah. Right. Boxing day. Yeah. Is that because they have to recycle all their boxes from Christmas? I forgot <laughs> what it means. Let me look it up. Cardboard boxes. They're the, just gonna recycle them all. It, it has nothing to do with boxes or or people fight. fighting each other. You would no. You would think I would know. I'm married to a Brit, and I go there all the time. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Boxing. Thank God for them in Brexit, so that people in the EU have somewhere to go when they. For three months when they can't stay there. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks, uh, Britain. Thanks, Great Britain. Appreciate you. Okay, Jeff. so here it is. In Britain, it was custom for tradesmen to collect Christmas boxes. You're kind of close. So of money or presents oh. on the first weekday after Christmas as thanks for good service throughout the year. This is mentioned in Sam Samuel Pepe's diary entry for December 19, 1663. So it's a way for people to not beg for money, but to be paid for their services all year round. That's very nice. Go, I will go around on Boxing Day and ask people for tips. Oh, <laughs> and then it's also the modern version, which I understand. This is why I noticed people going shopping and stuff and going to football games in, the, in Britain. It's also, it's uh, within the 21st century, it has become a day associated with your favorite thing, capitalism, Oof. shopping, and sporting events. Ah. So there a bunch of hooli soccer hooligans, excuse me, football hooligans get drunk, which it's actually fun. I've actually went to a boxing day uh football match in the UK. Nice. And they ooh, child. No, oh, I know they know how to party. Oof. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I I mean I, I haven't I haven't been to this will when I I'm hoping to go to um Belfast in oh, nice. July. To stay with a friend and work on, um, hopefully work on my mu my musical project because she uh, just finished her first rock opera and it was produced by the University of Glasgow and she just finished up her PhD there in um, in poetry, but she wrote this rock opera, which was amazing. And I just, I'm finishing up this musical right now and I'm hoping that I can bring it to her and we can find some actors and workshop it and oh wait uh, was this some of the group during the covid yes. that you would do the po okay yes i was doing the zoom poetry readings and we were actually part of the edinburgh fringe festival poetry 
we did it zoom wise we we did uh i helped produce four shows during the edinburgh fringe in 2020 when there was still lockdown so that was cool so i'm like i've been a part of fringe See, but I'd, is- I'd like to go for realsies this year maybe um but you know i don't i really don't know what next year is going to bring so i'm gonna <laughs> and I both. yeah i'm gonna figure it out but as much as someone does not like technology, I know Zoom is definitely your friend because you've connected yeah, with people. Zoom wasn't terrible. Technology definitely is not my friend. But I, Zoom was kind of an amazing thing creatively um, during the pandemic. It wasn't good for comedy, but it was good for a bunch of different art forms. And it worked really well for poetry because the problem with Zoom is that the way that the it picks up your voice. Only one person can speak at a time. So if people were actually laughing at your jokes and they had their, their microphone up, it pull away from your stage time, basically. Anyways, it was, it was a confusing thing. But in poetry, it worked because people just silently listened to you anyways. And so, <laughs> you know, you had one person at a time being silently listened to. And, but in comedy, it really doesn't work unless no. you get the reactions of the audience because it's not it's not just a monologue and it isn't just a poem or re- reciting something that you've written it's it's a different art form yeah so i didn't think that it melded well to zoom but many other formats did yeah i think with you living abroad really soon i think technology still won't be your friend i'm not going <laughs> to say that it will but i think you will possibly be using it a little bit more to, to communicate, that is. Not because, oh, God, I want to be on TikTok or anything like oh, that. No, no, no definitely not No, for more communication. And I just see you. I have a feeling that you will be posting uh, a little bit more. I don't foresee that, honestly. Really? I think I'm going to pull away from technology even more. I because you. I don't. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll, I'll communicate with people one-on-one, but I, I don't foresee myself. And, and I can continue posting for Mutiny Radio because we still have five open mics a week. And I, although I can't trust the people that I'm leaving in charge, <laughs> I'm still going to be posting. Well, you know, this, this, what did I learn in 2023 that I trusted people and I got fucked. Like I've never trusted people more. I've never tried to delegate more than in 2023 and I've never been less successful at anything. Any, It's been the least successful year of Mutiny Radio and it's the first year that I finally said, I'm going to work with other people. I'm gonna trust people and guess what they did? They let me down, almost every single one <laughs> let me down, almost every single one. Like almost every single person that I trusted this year with the workload of Mutiny Radio to try to share and to try to have the opportunity to not I mean, and I still worked really hard. I still did everything I normally do, but I farmed out things too, and it didn't work. So, you know, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna keep beating a dead horse. I'm not gonna. I've already I've given mouth to mouth resuscitation on this horse so many times, and it just hasn't worked. So I can't. It would be stupid of me to stay here, to continue doing what I'm doing, to try to keep this space open. It makes no sense. The, the support in the community isn't there, either like coming to events or being a part of the station. The, 
the infrastructure of here with its own podcasts, it wasn't enough. And it was so funny because I was like, I'm closing the doors. And everyone's like, oh, boo-hoo. And now they're all moving in Radio Valencia, which is great. But years ago, it would have been great when Radio Valencia left their space. I was like, hey, why don't you guys move in here with me? And they were like, nah. You know, I... And they um, picked up a news... I mean, they could have basically just taken this over and we could have collaborated. It would have been great. And they would have... Easily, our schedules could have combined. And they didn't want to. So now they're over there next to the makeout room, which is great. And everyone from, not everyone from Mutiny Radio, but many are moving over there and good for them. Yeah. But I mean, that was um, when I was at a broke ass Stewart's um, Hanukkah party. I did tell them about, you know, and everyone actually got kind of sad. Yeah, and it's so funny. It's Everyone just... has all these fucking words. Last <laughs> night at the last joke workshop, all these people, thank you, Pam. Blah, blah, blah. Fuck your words. Fuck your words. All their words, <laughs> no fuck goes. them. They didn't help. No, they didn't help. They all want me to work. I feel so used by San Francisco. Everybody wants Pam to keep working hard and sacrificing and suffering, but no one wants to help. And then I ask them for help. I give people money to help and they fuck up. So, I mean, it's, I'm sure everyone's bummed. Oh, there's all these people. There's been so much immunity, so much history, so much stuff. Well, then you could. I've never been more alone than this year. I've never felt more alone, and I've never asked for more help. Fuck San Francisco. <laughs> Seriously. And then it's all the lamenting. Oh, blah, blah, blah. It could have been what was it? They didn't even put me up at the punchline on Sunday. I haven't, I'm never going to the punchline again. They, the last time they put me up was at a sold-out Father's Day. No comedians were there, so it didn't matter. Just the audience got to see me. Nobody... Everyone still thinks I'm not funny. Didn't change my, what anybody thought. I, I headlined cops. Did 45 minutes. Didn't change anyone. It didn't change my reputation at all. So fuck them. I'm done. I'm done working for other people. I'm going to put time into myself and I'm not going to be on social media being like, why doesn't everybody like me? Do you see what I'm doing? Do you like me? I'm going to live my fucking life. The past 10 the my past 12 years in comedy have basically negated the I have a tattoo on me that says don't indulge your ego at the expense of your soul second Peter 2:11 and comedy stole my soul I am a soulless monster now I really am I'm a cunty bitch and I hate everyone seriously I'm ready to go get my soul back because this city has ruined me I've worked so hard and they have not rewarded me in any meaningful way because it's the politics it's not about talent it's about the politics and I don't do politics so I mean, well, I guess I'll fail everywhere. Technically, you did do politics. I would say, you, I know you did, you know, this did turn into a voting spot for a Oh, no, I mean, politics like, oh, like yeah, the, sure. The, no, oh, I mean, like the, the San Francisco part. comedy scene that is part. all politics. That part. And I don't know how to do that with people. I don't know how to pussyfoot and play nice. All I know how to do oh, those is work really hard and do everything for everybody and hope that my, that running, that, Hoping that helping other people grow would help me. And that's a problem. It, it didn't. I mean, I've grown on my own, but I've watched everyone else get it, everything I want. I've watched every well, single person go through these doors and then move on in the San Francisco comedy scene to get the things that I want that I haven't gotten. And I'm fucking sick of it. I'm done. I'm done helping people. Well, I will say, like, you know, when I mentioned the fact that, you know, Mutiny will be moving on to better, you know, better things, and then you'll be finally getting some peace. Yeah, um, that's that'll. Be I nice. think you know people were were sad because the rant that you're going on is kind of like how people that I'm around feel about this town and how 
just things or you know as my we we ran about sf all the time but it is taking a toll on people somewhat and especially if you do things for the community or the arts you know and i mean shit i it doesn't seem like anyone is pretty much happy in this town right now seriously yeah. i mean any sector of life like right now i don't see too many happy faces period yeah. And, you know, I've even tried to like walking down the street today, you know, trying to, um, you know, not become numb or helping others. You know, I was making sure I was smiling at people, especially those who, you know, are questionably housed and, you know, trying to make people feel human again. I think I don't know. I'm just hoping 2024 is going to bring back humanity, but it's not. So let me just. <laughs> fucking just stop being optimistic on that end but you know going back like kyla really appreciated like having those couple of times down yeah. here and stuff and you know she was you know she's like it's really sad and you know i also told her like you know the support that it's hard you know your job is hard and people get tired and burned out and if you have an opportunity to go and turn the page then fucking do it yeah yeah it's an end of the era. I mean, I, I'm fucking sad, but I'm also, do I'd rather you be happy and have your mental health. Yes. And then it'll give me an excuse to go visit your it ass. Will. <laughs> yeah, you'll help the Athens, man. It's, the, it's, just, it's just a bummer because this isn't what I wanted. This isn't how I envisioned. The end. Or I didn't, I never envisioned an end of San Francisco. I envisioned myself here forever. That I love, I used to love San Francisco. And um, was that back in 07 or 08? No, I think the, I mean, I loved the pandemic. I thought the pandemic was great. Mutiny Radio was thriving. We had outdoor comedy. I had a, I had a, a group of people that I hung out with. I had, it Those was young boys. Yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed the pandemic. And then I'm telling you, 2023 is, I've never worked harder and I've never been less successful. It's been a rough year. It's been a rough year. And when I, and I see other people, getting the successes that I want and I don't see them having put in the work that I have. And that's hard. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard to but, feel like I've worked so hard and I haven't gotten the benefits I, and, and I've, I've gotten less, I've gotten people. I mean, people don't like me. The reason I don't get booked is not because I'm not funny. I've learned it's because people don't like my personality, but the reason my personality sucks is that I constantly feel used, I don't feel valued, and I don't feel loved. I feel like I'm constantly fighting for every, I'm fighting tooth and nail for every, oh, what a terrible cliche, but I am. I, <laughs> I've been on the precipice for a while. I've been asking for help, and all I see people doing is helping themselves when I've been asking for help, when people know I've helped them. And I'm not, it's not like I'm begging, I'm giving them money. I'm paying them for a job that was not completed. And so, you know, like the festival was supposed to be, I've never worked harder on making a festival. And this year was the least successful it's ever been in the full eight years. This was the least successful one. And that's yeah. wild to me. Because yeah, I, I hired yeah. two people, I hired everyone, I, all of my hosts. I did it a completely different way, thinking this is the way to, and it didn't work. And it sucks. And I'm leaving here. And I wish, I wish that I could fast forward time because I want the earth to just open up 
I mean to fall into it because not getting put up at the punchline this Sunday was a punch in the face even more. It means that they don't respect me. They have no, everyone knows I'm leaving. And to not give me stage time before I leave is so mean. They put up Julie wow. Ash, who hasn't performed in forever. You know what? She said, um, 32 times. And then I look at Lauren. I said, she said, um, 32 times. She said, did you count the likes? I was like, I couldn't count the likes. I was busy counting the ums. Like, but they didn't. So, so they put up a person because she's on Sketchfest and she's on the things or whatever. But I've been working tirelessly at comedy for 12 years. I've done, I've run Mutiny Radio. I've put, give, given thousands of comics stage time, tens of thousands, thousands of minutes for every comedian, and they can't fucking respect me. And I'm leaving this fucking city with my tail between my goddamn legs because. And all they can do is come in on Monday, my last joke workshop, a few of them, and go, oh, thank you so much. We really appreciate you. Fuck you guys. Fuck all of you. <laughs> Fuck your words. And they're like, why aren't you having a going away party? Because I don't want to hear any of your fake fucking false words. Oh, we thought you were so great. Well, then you never helped. If you thought I was so great, then the festival would have been fucking great. If I was so great, you'd, put me, you'd book me on your fucking show if I'm so great. No, everyone just wants a workhorse. They want an invisible person to do all the work for them and have everything there. Running an open mic is not easy. And, it, and, and going to shitty ones is shitty. And I know how to run good ones. And I was trying to help people. Anyways, I'm so angry at this city. I'm so angry that I didn't get what I feel like I deserved. A closing curtain. Anyone to fucking love and appreciate me in this fucking community that I've given everything to. All these techie assholes. I've been on food stamps to keep this fucking place alive. For the past 10 years of my life, I've given everything to this building. Everything to Mutiny Radio. And I have nothing to show for it. I'm leaving and I have to sell all of... I'm not even selling my furniture. I have to give it away because I have to get out of here. I'm giving away everything. I have nothing to show for 10 years of hard work. Nothing. I have, a, I have, I have, I have nothing to show for it. And it sucks. Because I'm 40 fucking nine and I got to go out and start again all new. I think you've got credentials, though. I mean, there are other things that you've done. You know, you know I mean, I still think about the time that you didn't you open for Hal Sparks and, I other, did. you know, I did. there's other things the out there uh, that you have done. And there was a great point in time that every Friday this place was filled I know. and that was like before the Pam didn't from what I remember and yeah. stuff and people would come in and you know and then ABC killed him yeah that was <laughs> we had to change that a and little then, bit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know and people like taking acid on top you well, know it's this used this place used to be fun and and people used to that was back in the day when Steve Poggi was here, when I did feel respected. <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah. And Chris Knatzer and, and all the people that... Ian Levy, man, he moved to New York, but he still comes back. And I feel grand respect from that comic. And he's always... He said, you were my first open mic. And, and a lot of people... I was their first open mic. And a lot of people respect me for that and give homage. But then but you there know are so many that treat me like fucking shit. That won't even fist bump me at the fucking... People that have been here every single, they were every single one of my open mics for years. And now I go to the punchline and they won't even fist bump me because I'm such a persona non grata because the political people decided that I'm not good enough. Well, That's then just fuck rude. this city. How can I not be good enough when I headline comps? How can I not be good enough when people, when I'm up on stage, people laugh at me, but they, no, they don't get the opportunity at all the other places. And they give opportunity to everyone except me. 
And I've given opportunity to everyone. So the person who gives opportunity doesn't get opportunity back? What the fuck is wrong with that? So then the only thing that can make me think is that I'm not funny, but that's not true. So then it makes me think I'm not liked. And that's the answer, which is the craziest. That's the most, my two buttons. I, I've always just wanted to be liked and I want to be respected because I work hard at what I do. And that's all I want. And if I don't get that, I fucking freak out. Because what else am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to go to a therapist and be like, nobody respects me at work. Like, what the fuck? I'm not going to go do that. I don't have money for that because I've been working at this goddamn place for fucking 10 years and I can't afford it. Like at six, oh, you're a Medi-Cal, you get six free therapy things a year. What the fuck is that going to do for me? Six? Yeah, that's all you get. And then I'm, I mean. Six sessions ain't shit. I know. I feel like I'm the reincarnated soul of Diogenes, except that he purposely shed off all of these material possessions. I shed off all these material possessions because it was the only way to survive here and and try to be an artist. And that's all I want to do is be an artist and have people laugh at me or read my work or be interested in me. And that's all it comes down to is no one's interested in me. So does this make you a little bit more antsier about leaving now? Like, Oh, I want to leave tomorrow. I, that's every time I go to anything with comedy, when I'm running an open mic too, all the, I am so angry and jealous at all these little fucking new kids that are getting everything I want. And they won't book me. The kids, the ah! Nothing can make me crazier than the new kids not thinking I'm funny or that I don't have any worth. There's no reason to book me because I don't book any shows. And they only book bookers. So anyway, I'm not, I'm just, I can't, I can't wait to leave because I need this anger and resentment and spite to dissipate. And I just, I think that I, I, any place will be better than this any place because also I am sick of questionably how and it's nice when questionably housed people tell me I'm pretty on the street but dot but, dot dot but why the fuck are you talking to me A and why do you feel the need to tell me that and if I am then why what, why are no men interested in me at all questionably housed people on the street tell me I'm gorgeous but no men want to talk to me ever <laughs> At all. I usually get hit on by questionably housed men. Well, I don't get hit. The only people that hit on me are people in the street. I'm not. A crackhead followed me on the bus for like a billion stops. It was so weird that my thing on Friday, he kissed me on the neck at one point. Oh my God. I was like, ah, go away. It was bad news. And I didn't understand anything he was saying. And he kept following me. That's called assault. I know a little bit. And I had to get off one bus and he followed me and Were I got you on another on your bus. way home too? I was on my way home from the motherfucking stupid punchline. Oh, so you're already pissed off. I'm already pissed off. And then this guy starts following me and I don't know how to do anything. I, I don't know how to get him. So I get on a bus, a bus that wasn't mine. And then I got off and he got off with, in the middle of the bus, right? He took off his sweatshirt, threw it out the window, took off his shirt, what? threw it out the window. He's standing there with no shirt on oh my in God. the bus trying to talk to me. I'm not interested. Oh my I God. get off the bus and he follows me off the bus. This is this I'm is scared. what I have to deal with. I know it was super scary. He was a tall, big gentleman who was clearly on crack and thought that I was his new girlfriend. And like, at least I still oh. got it. But I, I, that's the that's the punchline to that horrific story that literally happened on Sunday night. And that's what San Francisco has to offer me: shit in the streets, homeless guys following me that are on crack. What the fuck am I doing in this city? I'm paying exorbitant rent. I'm on food stamps. I'm working my ass off for this 
piece of garbage that no one gives a shit about anymore, Mutiny Radio, except for words. Oh, we're so bummed. Then come on a Friday. Then come to a fucking show. Jesus Christ, the place is empty all the time. You want to support it? Support it. Oh, but it was so great. Yeah, sure. Fuck you. So it sounds like San Francisco's really trying to push you out. Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's one thing we know the controversies that happened with the things on the comedy scene and stuff with you. But to top and put a cherry on the cake, a guy w- with no shirt on who was crack, I'm not even going to say crackish, mm. rock star. Kiss you on the, mm. I know. And I was like, ah. You. But the thing is, I don't know how to deal with these kinds of situations because I don't like to, I don't like to, I don't like things that are. Well, that's. If I would have yelled at him or said like, get the fuck away from me, that could have made the situation more dangerous. Yeah. Intensified. It. It, right. And so I'm not, I just sort of was like, ah, he's like, don't do that. Um, but I don't, I don't know how to wait for a bus if a person is talking to me and say hey go fuck yourself i don't want to talk to you because i feel like that's antagonistic and that's going to make it worse and you got to be careful saying that nowadays like i think i told you how i ride my bike here and people would say shit or try to rub it up on me and i give them the finger and sometimes they'll follow me so you know and that's the thing it's just like well what am i supposed to say I can't, my thing is, I can't say nothing, right. you know, yeah. I just got to let it be known that, ill, no, you know, he and kept so talking to me and I kept saying, I don't understand what you're saying. I'm like, oh, I don't God. understand what you're saying. And I'd move over more and he'd come over closer. So you and were then, already letting, sorry. Go I ahead, was already ahead. just, tr- I was trying to make him not, but he wouldn't stop. And I'm telling you, so I, I was at the the bus stop and I was waiting for the 38, but the 38 was taking forever. Fury. So a five came. Mm. So I got on the five thinking, oh, well, I'll get off and walk the rest of the way because I was going to May's Oyster House to do comedy because uh, I wanted to do a set after, you know? And um, so I got off the five at Van Ness and I was like, okay, I'm going to walk up Van Ness. And he got off with me. So I Ugh. got into a little, the symphony had just let out or the ballet or something, probably the Nutcracker. And so I got in a little gaggle of a family and there were two kids and two adults. And, and That's so street I, smart I, right there. I, start, I walked up to this gaggle of family and I like stood next to them and with them. And then he came up around the side and then stood next to me, like in the street next to me. So then I, the, the, the thing was ticking down 13, 12, 11. So I ran across the street. He <laughs> ran across, followed me. I ran across another street. I ran up a block. The 49 was coming. I was like, I'm getting on this fucking 49. So I'm booking it. I illegally cross the street to get to the 49. I jump right before the doors are about to close. I jump on and I'm like, thank you so much. And the doors closed and it drove off. Thank God. Because he was slow or confused. I don't know. Maybe he finally realized like, I am not into you. I am trying to escape from you, sir. He was probably too high to catch up. Maybe. And it was going to go on uphill there. So crackheads don't like to walk uphill. No, that's true. And so I, I, but he was, when a bus went by, I saw it. He was still standing there. So I was like, okay, phew. I, I, Dodge that bullet. But that's all that San Francisco has to offer me. There aren't any nice men trying to take me out to dinner. There aren't any people interested in me. In, it's, it's, it's one night stands by 30-year-old fuckboys who aren't, aren't interested in pleasing me at all. They all just want to go to pound town. But now that I'm old, you can't do that because it hurts. I, my vagina, I haven't had sex like in months. It's so tight and small because of menopause and... There's nothing I can do about that except to get some like 
hormonal creams? What the fuck? I'm not going to give me a break. <laughs> Sit on ice. Right. <laughs> like I can't. It's it's but it's tiny. And so if somebody, if someone is actually interested in me, they have to be legitimately interested in me. I can't just have sex with people willy nilly because it's not it's not that easy anymore. And young guys aren't into that. That's gross and weird and old. They just want to fucking get their rocks off and get the fuck out of there. They're not, so they're not interested in me. They're interested in sex, and I don't like that. But there's no men that are interested in me for me that are like my age because they're all interested in sex, and they're all interested in 26-year-olds. Well, and nobody wants a smart woman anyway. Ding, 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 ding. Yes. I, that part I feel is very true. <laughs> that part right there, because just, yeah, intelligence in a woman and it's not even just in this city. It's it's some for some reason it's all over the place from what I've seen, and that's a threat. That's a threat so. to a lot of and but also going back to the demographic now talking about this city with the men, the majority of the men here, you know, straight, you know, are there's it's very limited. Unless I'm going to start dating seventy year olds. Yeah. If I could date men over seventy, I'd be the belle of the ball. But, you know, and they might actually want to have an interesting conversation. <laughs> they would probably have to be 70 year old from Marin who was like, uh, you know, a hippie back in 1960 something. And I don't know. I think I'm just giving up. I, I've kind of already <laughs> given up men. But I and it's not by choice. It's by their choice. I am no longer. Oh. They no longer see me as a vi men, menopause. Men no longer pause on me. I am not a viable anything. They know they can't have a baby with me. So I have no value. They don't want to talk to a woman because they don't want an educated woman with opinions. That's challenging. Don't want that. <laughs> like, I'm a great cook, but then pay me. Anyways, I just want to be loved, and I haven't felt it in so long. Well, maybe it's American men that you probably don't want. Maybe. Maybe men in Europe will be interested in me. But I don't, I just don't think it's in the cards for me for I think I'm just going to be alone forever. Well, we don't know that. We, well, have not, we haven't even went on that journey. And plus, your focus right now is the new chapter. So, yeah, I mean, you never know what you'll end gonna, up with. I'm going to start a new novel. I, I'm, finishing up the, I'm finishing up the musical, but the problem is I'm at this crux where Prudence has, she's, sees Jesus on stage now and she has to break up with Jesus and I need an impetus for her to break up with him and I don't want it to be another guy I don't want her to meet a guy in real life and go like oh Jesus isn't real because then it's just another man trying to save my character and I mm. hate that so I've got to figure out it's the one part of the play that's missing like I've got the end when she breaks up with Jesus I've got that song how do you break up with a deity I've got the whole song I've got the song with the cats and when they're getting along, I've got the breakup song, but I don't have what's in between of what makes her decide that he's not real. Because she hears his voice when she's a kid, then she starts and she does some drugs and sees him. Now he's like living with her and helping her save all the cats in a, <laughs> in a fuzzy puddle. We'll lead down and cuddle you and me and the cats. Um, so I've got that, but I just, I don't know how she's going to break up with him. And so that's, I'm figuring that out. But then the, the novel I'm going to write when I'm there 
is based on the idea that there's a character, which could be me, who knows, but it could be a fictionalized version, but they believe they're the reincarnated soul of Diogenes, and so they have to return to Athens. So Diogenes was kicked out of Sinope, which was the island that he was born on, for defacing money, funny enough. He was an anti-capitalist even then. So he defaced money, and they sent him away. And supposedly, uh, he got captured by pirates and sold into slavery. Um, But he ended up finally uh, escaping and becoming a free man in Athens. But when he was in Athens, he lived... He lived in a barrel. He lived in a wine barrel and he would shit and wank off in the streets whenever he had something important to say because he was pissed that he was a cynic. Seriously, this is me. This is like me screaming in the street. Isn't it? Doesn't it sound like me? <laughs> no. Except that I'm not living in a, in a gourd no, and I, I don't have a dick. shitting. But other than that, <laughs> no, he'd like go take a shit in front of the other philosophers and be like, I've got something to say because he was sort of the beginning of oh, cynicism, cynicism or of self-reliance, of stoicism, cynicism, self-reliance. Which kind of comes back from the Greek cynicism. It's it's means dog, so it's. I'm getting that scene from a, uh, uh, sorry, um, history of the world in the beginning mm-hmm. when they're in the Roman Empire. When he says, "I'm a philosopher, a comic comic philosopher," something like that. Sorry, but I was just visualizing that as you were yeah. talking about that. Did you bullshit yesterday? Yeah, did, did you? Did you bullshit today? Oh, yeah. You're a philosopher. But he was, a, um, he was, he's one of the, he's, he's revered as one of the Greek philosophers, even though at the time he was shunned and ignored. And, but he did have ardent followers. Alexander the Great found him because he loved his work and said, hey, I will bestow any wish that you would like. What can I do for you? And Diogenes was like, hey, man, get out of my light. You're standing in my light. <laughs> to Alexander the Great. And here's the other thing. He lived till he was 89. This guy time? who like, wow. yeah, he didn't like wear clothes. He, he, he didn't like rich foods. He wouldn't, he eschewed. He drank a lot of wine. Well, if it was free, he begged. He begged on the street for food. He didn't have a house. He, he, he said no. So for a while, his only possession was a bowl, was a wooden bowl. But then he saw a child scooping water with its hands and drinking it. And he was like, I don't need this fucking bowl. And he threw the bowl away. <laughs> That's this guy. So I think, I you, think, and you know, rid of stuff. I might be, thing. I might be the reincarnated soul of Diogenes, but I think that fictitiously I can make this, this metaphor, this uh, premise, this conceit work that there's a character who feels that they've been shunned and thrown out from their place and they moved to Athens. (laughs) And so I'm going to try to do a lot of research on Diogenes um, and I'm going to try to pair that with a humorous and educational uh, fictionalized memoir sort of thing. That'd be cool. Right. So that's that's my next big project. Once I figure out how Prudence dumps Jesus or why she decides to dump Jesus. What does Jesus do? Because Jesus is in her head anyway. But what does Jesus do that pisses her off so much that she breaks up with him? Besides that he becomes boring. Uh, let's see. He becomes friends with Judas. Oh, that's cute. What if G- Well. That's he doesn't thing. talk to mo- his mom and dad, Jesus, and, or Mary and Joseph anymore. That's funny. Uh, 
it's a family issue. No, that maybe he, <laughs> maybe Jesus, maybe Jesus does start hanging out with other people. Maybe he starts hanging out with, but see, that's the thing is that the conceit is that it's all in her head and she's the only one who can see him. So if, but no, there can be a song where the chorus becomes other apostles and she's fighting for Jesus's time, mm-hmm. but he's spending so much with time the boys. with the boys. He's spending so much time with the boys. They're going out fishing. Fishing and yeah. wine and breaking bread and right. stuff. He caught a fish this big. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's Mo- funny. That could work. Yeah. Judas is taking him down to the river and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you, this is my boy Pontius Pilate. You're going to make get to know him real well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. He's hanging out with his boys. He's hanging out with his boys because I have five... I have five people in the chorus and they play all these different parts throughout in every different song. Because each song, they create a different tableau and uh, a, a scenic tableau with the song and with the characters and costume is very important in this. Set is not very important, but costume is crux in this musical. But if he starts hanging out with all his old bros mm-hmm. and they all, because I got five, so I can, I can create five biblical characters absolutely have them just lounging and chilling breaking bread and at the wine table and stuff right like there's that. like a pope and there's yeah. like judas they all have to be real recognizable exactly. there could be like mary magdalene she gets pissed because he starts hanging out with mary magdalene again. like Mag- mary magdalene snitches to prudence prudence girl yeah girl he fucked me last night what yeah <laughs> She's like, he's been my boyfriend forever. You don't get him now. Like that could, uh-huh. she could be. <laughs> she's jealous of Mary Magdalene and Judas and, and Peter. Jesus, do you really celebrate your birthday on December 25th? Yeah. Mm. I know. When does he? <laughs> oh, speaking of Christmas. Oh, yeah. I'm going to come over to your house for Christmas. Sweet. Yay. Dinner's I'm at so five. excited. Perfect. Yeah. That's I figured that'll give, give you some fun atmosphere easy i promise i won't complain i'll be happy i just because i won't think about i'm telling you when i'm not in san francisco when i'm not thinking about how much i hate san francisco comedians (laughs) and how they've wronged me and how there's like four that i care about and all the rest of them can go suck a fucking dick maybe more than four there's but there's a very small number of people and when i think about them i'm happy and when i think about anything else Things are great, but I am, and when I'm out of San Francisco comedy for good, man, nothing can make me happier than never having to go to the punchline again and deal with these fucking tech bros, (laughs) all their real jobs and their non, I am one of the, I am truly committed to comedy. It's been my only job for years now. Over a decade. And that, and that I can't get the respect from all the other people that are techies that have their regular jobs and they won't. Like, man, I've dedicated my life to this. I've got to be good. You I got to be at least better than the people that say I'm 32 fucking times. I am going to ask you this. Um, since we are toward the end here. Yeah. Do you have a list of comedians that you despise? No, no. I don't give a shit enough about them. I mean, I didn't talk to my own mother for 12 years. Do you think I give a fuck about these people? <laughs> out of sight, out of mind. Honestly, that's my life. Out of That's sight, actually, out of mind. If people are, I'm going to be so busy making a fucking movie in Greece with Nikos, the poet laureate of motherfucking Greece, and all his buddies, Despina, and working with um, fucking Lambros Feast Feast. I just contacted 
Scott Caporo gave me his info, and he he runs the the festival there every year in Athens. And I've got Athena of the English speaking comedy club, and I've got fucking Pericles, who's Nico's You've friend. Got a new family. Yeah, I've got people that I'm going to a place where. I mean, I'm going to creatively collaborate with a whole new group of people that I'm coming, I'm coming at them and they're excited and they respect me already. Like, that's the crazy thing is my buddy Nikos, he's the motherfucking poet laureate of Greece. He won the Jean Moreau prize of 2023. He's my buddy. He's like, I, I stay with and he respects me already. Like he sees me as an equal and I'm like, whoa, dude. And so I, I'm coming into a collaborative creative relationship with someone I know who I have great reverence and respect for. And he feels the same way about me. And, and that's wild to me. And that's what you met him here, right? I, I met him in Athens. Oh, in Athens. I met him in the parking lot. Yeah. And then he came here and then I went there and now I stay with him and he's yes. great. And he's his brother's the one that I might have a crush on. We don't know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I don't know, but it's just, I'm so excited to get there so that, I can feel respected for my creative output because I've been working really, really hard at it. For I mean, in in 2022, there was a time where I had done over 500 minutes of stage time in a month. Mm. Like I'm fucking working, I, and I'm running seven. I I mean, I perform at least 10 minutes a day, at least in front of an audience. So how can I not be getting better if I'm doing a minimum of 70 minutes a week plus? Shows I get booked on. Like, it's wild to me. Anyway, because uh, I feel like I'm getting better as a comedian and to still feel like here that I am the lowest of the low. So I'm moving to a place where I'm, I don't know. It's just going to be better. And out of sight, out of mind. I won't think about any of these people ever again. And it'll be great. <laughs> no, it will be. I never want to hear. There are so many names of people that... And they're all fucking tech bros. And I want them to all fucking Are stay they, in your fucking lane. They're the You're a tech bro? Stay a tech bro. Don't come after our jobs. Fucking comedian jobs. You Stay in you fucking rich cunts. Stay in your lane. The water, you already make money. The water cooler comedian. Right? <laughs> but there are some of us that are trying to make a living at this. And when other assholes who have other things to do take away, it's like, ugh. Anyway, so I'm really excited about Christmas. I am too. I'm actually uh, got what a menu together. What can I bring? I'm pot food? Pot pies? Yeah. Okay, cool. I knew you were going to uh, bake something. I bake all the yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, yeah. Cool. Bring whatever you want. Sweet. You know, so I will tell you what's on the, you, you know, I think I asked you if you had any allergies nah, or anything. I don't understand anything. So I'll tell you what's on the menu. Um, I'll be making gumbo. Ooh. Um, we're going to be doing kind of like our version of the fish of the seven fishes. Fuck yeah. yeah. Italy. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, So, but you know. Gumbo uh, with the seven fishes. Yeah, exactly. So I, I'll be making that. And then I'm going to get a whole fish and bake it. I don't know which fish. So I got to go to seafood market. Go to one. Um, Go to Sun Fat on 23rd and Mission. I was either going to go there or Seafood Shitty. I mean, Seafood, sorry, call it that. Seafood City and Daily City. So Ooh. one of those two I was going to go to. Do you do you ever salt crust? Have you done this before? I have not salt crusted. So the salt crusting the fish, it's it's the easiest way 
to steam your fish. So you buy a shit ton of salt, right? And then it's egg whites that you mix into the salt until it's like wet sand. And then you put your fish on the wet sand on the bottom. You open your fish, stuff them with your lemons and your rose, whatever the Rosemary fuck you want to put in stuff, there. Yeah. Close them up. Put the, put the salt on the top. You can decorate the salt, make it look like a fish. And then you put it in the oven. And when the salt on the outside is like kind of golden brown, you crack it you, you you take it out and you crack yeah. it open and it's so warm and it and it can't overbake because none of the juices from the fish can escape the salt. I've oh, it's magic. I've never done it. I've had it before and I didn't even think about doing that. So that might be something if I have time because I know the gumbo is going to take my time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Marcus will be bringing his British self doing trifle. Which I call trifle. Yeah. Um, and then Maybe it, traveling. That stuff's good. And, oh. uh, potatoes. And I think you might be doing another dish. And uh, then my friend Megan, who you know, yeah. she'll be bringing her, her special Astiago mac and cheese Ooh. and then garlic noodles, um, shrimp garlic noodles, which are awesome. Sweet. And then. Kyla will be there. Cool. She'll be. Uh, she'll probably be bringing something. So, I could also. I could make I need a popover mix. batter, and I because he's um, Marcus's. <gasps> I can make popovers like oh a motherfucker. God. I love popovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I love those. Yeah, it's so easy. I can make the batter the night before and bring it, and then all I need to do is cook it there right before dinner. Oh, I love. They, 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 yeah, they. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god, I love. The only reason why I like to go to Neiman Markups is. Oh, is the popover? Yes. Hell oh yeah. my God! So yeah. yes, I need to. I need to find something, and I might make um, an oyster dressing. But I need some greens. I need something green. Sure. I need a vegetable because everything is, you know, heavy and you know not too heavy. Oh, and uh, I I have Cornish hens too. Ooh, like, you have a lot. Of, just put the Cornish hens in the gumbo. I can't. Marcus eat oh. does not eat meat. So I will be doing a fake. 